0: Hello, writer. I'm so happy to have you here listening to this today. If I can help just one of you improve this aspect of your mental health, then it will be worth me coming clean about mine. A couple weeks ago, I did an episode called The Art of Not Burning Out, and it was, my intention was to help you prevent it from happening. I know it's not just me dealing with this, that there's loads of other creatives. It was just the first time for me to experience it so dramatically. So, what happened was this spring, I guess, you know, the past couple of years caught up to me. I don't know, life caught up to me. Everything culminated in this physical reaction when I sat down at my desk to work. I would sit down, stare at the computer, and have this feeling in my gut like I just couldn't do it. Some days I couldn't even turn the computer on, which is weird for me. I love what I do, I love marketing strategy. I love helping businesses. I help more than just children's authors. And it really fills me up. It's creative drug, maybe? I don't know. I just it, it just really usually fills me up and makes me happy. And I am very busy with the different things that I do, but generally up until this spring, I enjoy it. So this spring, I just noticed these physical things like the feeling in my gut and the inability to work and I didn't feel especially sad. It was more numbness. Well, numb and like I couldn't really do anything. So the minimal effort, so client work, I did. And around the house, of course, you can't just (laughs) ignore the little people who live with you. So I definitely prioritized my mom duties. And it wasn't until I started coming out of it that I was even able to talk about it. I would say it lasted, I don't know, four to six weeks, although you know how you don't always realize when it starts. And so it kind of creeps up on you and then all of a sudden you just feel really, really shitty, right? Today I'm not going to try to teach you or help you get out of it necessarily. What I'm gonna do is share what worked for me and give you the resources to go and find things yourself because I don't know enough about it. I just know how I handled it and what I found and how it helped me. If that makes sense. So that's what I'm gonna do today. When I first realized, okay, something's not right, because I love to work. When I realized I didn't, (laughs) that I couldn't, that I had the gut reaction of, The first thing that I did was try to be a lot more mindful about things like going outside, getting sunlight, having walks, being mindful about what I could see, what I could smell, what I could hear, that kind of stuff. And it sounds silly, but when you're really in the depths, of furtough. When I was really in the depths, that was like all I could do, right? I had to walk the kids to school so I could take the long way home and I could listen for birds and I could smell the lilacs and things like that. And, And that helped. That didn't fix it, but it helped. And in the beginning, that was all that I could really do. Second thing was get off social media. I didn't need a lot of encouragement to do that. And I feel like probably most of you wouldn't either. But if you do find yourself constantly looking and going back and scrolling and losing hours of your day, that might be a problem. It was like the last thing I wanted to do was to even go on social media. And so you might have noticed a huge absence. Probably not because most of you don't know if I'm there or not anyway. But that would be a a recommendation that I would share with you if if you feel like that is impacting you and your life. The last thing would be for this first few recommendations is Do something that brings you joy. And maybe it doesn't bring you joy, but it's an outlet. So something. If you really enjoy baking, if you really enjoy gardening, maybe you really enjoy walking. For me, I really enjoy reading novels, like easy, easy novels. I read like 23. I got addicted to this one series. There was 22 books in the series and I was in heaven. It was so good. So I don't know that it brought me joy necessarily, but it did give me an outlet and some relief from feeling so crappy, right? So once I felt a little bit better and enough to take some action, because I really got tired of feeling like that, like this is not me. What can I do? Because it's not acceptable. (laughs) I'm the kind of person, the very first thing that I do when there's any kind of problem is I go to the library or I look for books. So when my kids were little and weren't sleeping, weren't eating, weren't pooping, all that kind of stuff, my first go to is Google for a book. And that's what I did. In this case, I found two books. And a podcast, two two podcasts, actually. So the first podcast, my best friend was like, hey, Glennon Doyle just did a show about burnout. You should listen to it. Glennon Doyle is a very interesting person with a very interesting background, and she's all about empowering us and making it so that our feelings are more normalized. She's all about normalizing all the crap that we feel, right? She's this person in the public eye, and she's not shy about talking about things like burnout. That's really wonderful. I will go on and on about it. It was just the first thing that I listened to. The line that really stood out for me is when she described what burnout is, she says, you know, when you go and you go and you go, you can't go anymore, but you still keep going. That's burnout. That really, really resonated with me. I have a link in the description for all these things i are going to talk about. That might be a good place to start if you can't read, if you can't do anything. Maybe just listening, right, for now is good enough. Her show has two, they're twins, actually. They're authors of the book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And so I went and got this book from the library. And it's really good. It just talks about how burnout can happen when you have all these stressors in your life and you never really deal with them you push them down or you move on but you've never really dealt with them but had some great ideas for how you can deal with the stressors the second book that i love is called mood cure and i'm in an amazing marketing mastermind group and the guy who runs it is like incredible there's so many books that they recommend if you go look at my amazon wish list i probably have 20 books on there this one was worth buying because the actual guy who leads it himself was like this will change your life." So it's a really interesting one. It's kind of uh, the whole idea of it is that we're lacking in our nutrition, lacking in certain supplements, and at the root of it all is amino acids. I can't remember much more than that about sort of the sciencey part of it, but that's the root—the root idea of the book. They talk about—I don't remember the author. (laughs) Sorry, the author talks about four sort of types of moods that you might be struggling with. So there might be an overarching sort of mood of anxiety. An overarching mood of being too emotional, like crying at the commercials and not being able to restrain yourself and sort of over the top emotional responses. If you're not usually an emotional person, that's an indicator. If you're, if you've always been like that, then maybe that's just how you are. But if you're not usually, then that's, you know, not me to look at. For me, the big thing was a lethargic mood. Like I just couldn't do anything. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't have the energy for anything. There was quite a few tips supplements, ideas, then there's a whole section on recipes and getting back to wholesome, natural, good food, that kind of thing. Scrapping the diet, (laughs) scrap all the diets, common sense eating for 20, 30 years ago, basically. I found this really interesting and I just, I really needed to be able to take some kind of action. And so for me changing how I eat or adding something in or eating, eating a supplement, having a supplement, it's something that I can do and then I can sort of scientifically assess, do I feel different? Did it make any difference? Is this a placebo effect? I don't know. I'll try it again. That kind of thing, that really helps me. Just feeling like there's nothing I can do is not satisfactory for me. Okay, the last podcast that I listen to, the podcast is called Huberman Lab, and it's by a neuroscientist named Andrew Huberman. And the specific show I link to in the description, but it's a, a show about dopamine. And so in the marketing group, I'm in this amazing marketing mastermind and they talk about all kinds of stuff. So even like your mindset and your endorphins and things like that, and it makes a huge difference. So I was reading a little bit in there about the dopamine and I thought I need to know more. And so this Huberman Lab podcast It's hours long, by the way, and it goes pretty deep. So you might have to listen to it a couple of times. But he gives specific actions you can take to regulate your dopamine. And and generally speaking, our dopamine levels, uh, we get dopamine hits all the time from social media, from emails, from notifications on our phone, from giving in to everything that we want to do. And it kind of messes with our dopamine levels. Again, I am not the expert. I might not be saying this right. I'm just saying that listening to this show made a huge difference for me. There was about five actions I could specifically take after listening to the show. Things like don't do your social media before bed. Duh, right? But I did them and they made a difference almost immediately. And then because I'm dumb and as soon as I start feeling better, I, you know, go back to my old habits. But I went to look something up on Facebook for one of my kids. I can't remember now what it was. And then I got lost on Facebook for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes before bed. I couldn't sleep that night. And I'm like, that's what I did. That's what the difference was. It makes a huge difference. So yes, Lori shouldn't be on social media before bed anyway, but you just kind of develop these bad habits sometimes, right? So there was really, really cool tips and tricks in this, his actual, his entire podcast is really fascinating if you like neuropsychology and neurobiology all that kind of stuff but i would start if you're struggling with the dopamine one okay so the other thing that i did was i started sharing so i shared with my best friend talked with my husband talked with a few other friends and talked with the members in the bam club and it helped it's really nice just to get it off your chest and be able to talk about it and to be able to hear like i'm not the only one And it's normal and you can recover. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean your whole life is in ruins. It just means you have to change some of the stuff that you do, right? Sleep better, eat better, exercise more, and then maybe fix your social media before bed happens. (laughs) One more thing I want to give a shout out to Kim and Yobi because I happened to receive the Kickstarter rewards that I ordered from them. So these are two authors that team up regularly and they have the super busy women's guide to affirmations. I'm pretty close on that title. If I'm not exact, I'll put the link as well. But but they created a really cool resource, and I happen to have it laying on my counter because it arrived, and it's an affirmation workbook to go along with just the book of affirmations. Now, I'm not a big journaler, so that's why in the description I wrote this is journaling the lazy way, because I'm... I I don't always know what to say in my journal. I can't always think of ideas. And then I sit there and then I feel like a failure if I've got nothing to write about. I know that sounds super silly. I'm a writer. But still, it just doesn't always flow from me. I've never been a journaler. So what I did was I took their affirmation workbook. And I mean, you can use a dollar store notebook. There's, no, there's nothing extra super special about doing this. It was just really handy and useful and there and convenient. So they have affirmations. Let's say I matter. I don't remember what they are. They're usually longer than that. I just wrote out the affirmation like 30 times. I think I finished the page writing out the same affirmation. So like I said, very lazy because I'm not thinking about what should I write? How is this going to sound if somebody finds my notebook, right? I'm just writing out the affirmation. Now, if you know much about me and my background, my own children's books are affirmation books. And I know that they work because I've had so much success with them. And yet, do I do it myself? Well, I used to, but not as much anymore. Now I do again, because it really does work. So you can say them out loud to yourself, say them into the mirror. That makes a huge difference. But if you don't feel up to that kind of stuff because of your mental health, you can just write them out over and over and over again. And I felt so much better after spending literally like eight minutes doing it. I really recommend doing something like that. Maybe you are a journaler. Just get back to journaling. Take your journal outside. Be in the sunshine, hear the birds, smell the lilacs and just let it flow from you. And if you can't quite, then copy the same affirmation a hundred times. It really does help. I'm really sorry if you're going through burnout currently and you're listening to this because I know that it really, really sucks. But I also know that there's help on the other side. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Can I think of any other uh, cliches to say? You just really do need to make some changes in your life and I know it's harder to make some like if your job is the issue or your partner in life is the issue or something like that situations you can't always necessarily control I know that it's much harder to make those big changes that you need to but you should be able to keep a journal and you should be able to turn your social media off at night you should be able to listen to some podcasts and you should be able to at least read one book right And you should hopefully be able to find one thing that brings you even a small amount of joy just to make some baby steps back from burnout. Like I said, so much better to avoid it, to prevent it, than to have to claw your way back from it. But I wish you luck coming back from your particular brand of burnout. And I do hope that this helped. I'm always happy to hear from people if you want to send me a message. And I will be back to talk to you soon.